0: Welcome to Level Up, the podcast that's dedicated to the higher education community that brings you countless stories of employees, students, and the faculty's journey in this remote world we live in. We will explore the many adversity that each one of us experience and share our story to inspire and inform. This is your host, Dr. Leland, a serial educator, an opportunities designer, and a compassionate leader. Level up Today I have Kiana Tyson, one of my GMI mentee actually, which is really amazing in this journey that we've gone through and welcome Kiana, how are you doing today?
1: Hello, I'm doing pretty good. Um, Things are working in my favor and a lot of things are happening, so I'm in a good mood.
0: Awesome, good mood. I caught you in a good mood. This is amazing (laughs) then. Tell me a little bit about yourself before, you know, the journey that we've known each other for, you know, through GMI.
1: You know, I'm a full-time student and I'm a resident assistant. So, you know, I volunteer with the community and I help out with my residents and I am like a role model to them. And I also am an intern at Environmental Protection Agency. Background, I grew up in Compton, just a little kid growing up in like a really rough city. And the interest has always been to be in school. So my natural passion was to just Get educated, and naturally, that just meant going to college and pursuing my degree. Okay. For the listeners that
0: don't know where Compton is, since they're going to be, you know, we have listeners in um, the UK, where is Compton exactly?
1: So, it's just a little city in California. It's in LA. It's in like this, it's in SoCal. So, like, I would say, closest out. Central, if you know where South Central is in LA, I think it's like really well known for being the place that Tupac would go to a lot, or Kendrick Lamar is from, or like the movie Straight Out of Compton. I know a lot of people know Compton from that. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: So that's where it is. All right. And how hard is it growing up there and then going to college?
1: Yes, it's, it is hard. I will say there were times where, you know, I felt that I was out of place because my ideology is definitely different. Like coming from a place that's like really rough. And, you know, a lot of people are like just into gangs or like not really into school. Like school was deemed the, it was deemed kind of weird to be interested in school where I'm from. So it was definitely a lot growing up, but I'm glad that I had that influence because I knew that's what I, didn't want so I kind of needed that to just realize like hey this is like a life that I don't want to pursue so I wanted to do something different and so that was going to school and I was pursuing my degree and you know one day I want to go back and help out my community actually instead of like running from it altogether, I want to go back and help out my community as much as I can. That's awesome. Do you have any kids? No, actually I do not have any kids that is in the works. I think that's going to come down later in my life once I establish myself. What are your interests in school? I'm really interested in politics, really interested in law, you know, reading the news about what's going on in our political world. What can we do as citizens to get involved with politics and change the world? That's what I'm really into. And I really like to read. You know, I'm on a down time. I like to just sit and read and go on the lawn, read a book, figure out, you know, escape reality in a sense. (laughs) Yeah, reading a book does that for
0: you for sure. What do you like about school?
1: When I think about school, I think about the knowledge that I can gain. And I make use of it for the future, even if it's just to inform someone about something I know, like even a little things, like, hey, you know, this is what I learned about bees today or something. But like, it fills me with a lot of joy to be able to share my knowledge with people. And I just really love to learn. And like, I want to be filled with the most knowledge in the world. What, if
0: any, would you like your teachers to know about you, that it's relatable to their experience maybe, or maybe something different that you're like, hey, I really want you to know about this, about me, because this is my goal. I, you know, I grew up rough, and here I am. What kind of things would you like your teachers to know?
1: Yes. Funny enough, I think that a lot of teachers, they will tell you, I was in your position years ago. I was a student, so I understand. But then they will assign these ridiculous like assignments. And yes, I understand. Like, that does teach us. But what I want teachers to know and I want teachers to be sympathetic of like personal issues in their lives, just as they had struggles growing up and how they were in our position, it's a lot juggling sometimes even work and our personal lives as well and you know just being aware of the atmosphere that we are in today where it's like a lot of students are really struggling with depression and finding out what they want to do with their lives so it really is a lot and coupled with COVID-19 virus that's a lot to handle so I really want to be a little bit more sympathetic you know not necessarily give out a lot of work knowing that we have multiple classes and having to juggle other things as well yeah that is a
0: lot and especially if they have not really like if the students are kind of young they don't know what time management skills are yet and then they just get bombarded with so much homework like how do you deal with that and hopefully your your school is giving you ideas or even like videos and like okay this is time management 101 this is what we're going to do with this class you know
1: Um, That would probably be helpful, right? Yes, that would definitely be helpful if we had that or even like just a small course on mentorship, like having a small course where students are paired up and have like different mentors and being taught those different things. Because I learned a lot from you and it would be great if we all had that experience, if we all had the opportunity to do that. Awesome. Thank you for that.
0: What do you think your professors should do, like, to keep you engaged or your your fellow students engaged in the classroom, especially you go to a brick and mortar? It's not an online school, right? So, like, what kind of tips can you provide for your teachers?
1: Yes, well, with my time being a student, I had the ability to notice the different ways that teachers teach and what I respond to most. And I really think that the teachers that are, like, obviously you can tell they're passionate about their job and what they're teaching. So they really engage with the, the class and they open with discussions. They end with discussions, you know, they provide videos, they allow the students to really engage and to have their opinion about what they're being taught. And I think that's like a really good way to structure the class because a lot of the time, you know, we're just on our laptop taking notes, or sometimes we're distracted going to different websites it's like when you have that time for students to really engage with the class, you kind of get their their attention, and that's when they have retention and they can keep the knowledge and they can understand what's going on. Mm-hmm.
0: So basically, engaging them through discussions, through having a conversation of what's happening today and in their lives. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Now what makes you feel inspired on those days where you're like you're sick, especially through COVID nineteen and you're like away from home, all this negative thoughts, (laughs) negative, you know, everything. What do you what do you do to feel inspired and continue on?
1: Honestly, it's really simple. Whenever I complete a task, I feel that fulfillment from completing something that has been on my mind. I'm the type that if I have something to do, I can't rest until it gets done. So when I fulfill that completion and everything is great, like that's when I feel the most inspired. And then I know that I'm on the right track. And I'm like, okay, I got this done, so I'm able to get this done. And then it's just back to back to back, getting things done. And it makes me feel at a a complete point in my life. And I'm like, yo, I can do it. (laughs) so I'm just like just keep on going so having
0: that accomplishment of like being feeling fulfilled like okay this isn't my to-do list I have a million gajillion to do so let's do one two three today and then once you finish it you're like okay I can keep going
1: yeah like nothing be at the end of the day and you're just chilling you're like do I have anything pressing? No, because I got it all done. <laughs> That's right.
0: I wish I could feel like that where I have no more to-do lists and I get everything done. It seems like my list just keeps growing, for sure. <laughs> I need like a weed whacker for 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 my, my growth on to-do lists, for sure. But I love being busy, you know? If I was your teacher and, and right now I'm, I'm your mentor, but if I could remove anything like barriers or constraints or anything like that and I said, hey, Kayana this is the project, what kind of project would you do to like, be known on that project or something that you are passionate about?
1: Well, going back to my story of growing up in Compton, I really want to, you know, go back to my community and help out as much as possible. So I think to begin that I, my largest goal really is to become Congresswoman. So if I could without constraints without anything holding me back like right now i wish i could be in congress and you know in my community help out with the community that struggles with a lot of things income struggles with equal education because we come from like a low income place so we don't have a lot of money poured into our schools and the education system so I really want to work with that, you know, get involved with my my community, get involved with my people, help them out as much as I can, build up the, the infrastructure. A lot of the buildings are broken down, the streets are dirty, the the streets have a lot of potholes. So if I could do that right now, I really would. Just work on multiple projects. And the main goal is to fix Compton, make Compton a more positive name because we have a negative name right now we'll switch it to more positive
0: Mm -hmm. I could be talking right now to a future California congresswoman yes we're naming them (laughs) (laughs) we'll see
1: what, what happens
0: right and you never know with life listen if you get that goal the only thing that's between you and that goal is you you know that We've had this conversation, right? There's moments where you're negative, but at the same time, if you keep that goal, keep a vision board, right? Keep a vision board and really see where you're heading and all the obstacles you're, you're having. You're like, I can do it because this is my goal. And I think that is a great and excellent way to do it because Compton has been so negative. Like you said, it's been depicted in Tupac, Shakur, um, all the movies where, you know, like the ghetto and things like that. And, and it, sh- it doesn't have to be if people and like yourself, who's been living in that situation is an expert of how do we, you know, fix this. And this is like, okay, you said, education equal education low income why is that why do they have low income maybe their income should be higher and we pay a lot of taxes in California so there's no way that Compton has too many potholes like where is the money going you know what I mean so yeah yeah that that's something that you as a person who comes from here can really do make a difference and I cannot wait to see you uh someday and you just lem- remember little old Dr. Leland probably saying, hey, I know that person on TV. We had our moments. Um, so I can't wait. That's awesome. I'm, I'm very happy for you. And I'm rooting for you all the way. Thank you. If you could tell your teachers, any of your teachers right now, favorite, not favorite, you know, since you're an on-ground uh, student, one thing that would make you stay engaged and participate in the classroom uh, what would it be other than, of course, the discussions?
1: I think that if we could see their lives, I'm always interested in a teacher's lives. You know, the first day of school, that's really what they want to talk about. they like, oh, this is what, this is my name. You know, this is my background. This is what the school I went to. But that's pretty much it. That's just on the first day. So, I really want to dive into why they decided to do this. You know, uh, what triggered their their reasons for it, what led them down this path. And I think having that connection with your teacher is ultimately the best thing to do, especially as a college student because you know, it's different than being in high school or elementary school where you always have like the same teachers all the time or you know, you're always in contact with the same teachers, so like you get to know them and then you form that connection and it's like when you have them as a teacher you're looking forward to going to their class. So that's what I really want professors, teachers to do is just to open themselves up to getting to know their students and I know students have to take the initiative and go to office hours and things of that nature. Professors can sometimes stop the lecture and just have like genuine conversations with their students and I think that would really help form that connection. Hmm.
0: Seems like brick and mortar and online schools have the same issues (laughs) having be more authentic and you know because I think a lot of the people that I've come across is like oh well you know online school is difficult because you know you can't really be uh, having a conversation with your students or things like that and if I was in brick and mortar then I would do this but it seems like from your experience anyhow teachers are basically doing the same thing as online they didn't have even though they're face-to-face they're not having that openness and having a conversation one-on-one being like you said more authentic and be human right and just kind of go to the path I think you asked me this question did you ask me this question like, what's my passion or how I got here? I think we did have that conversation, yeah. right?
1: Um, I yeah. remember
0: what I said, though, <laughs> for sure. Um, <laughs> and hopefully that was something illuminating for you or maybe it was boring mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. no. <laughs> Walks of life is different for each one. And, and for me, it's always that need of continuous improvement and uh, human connection and networking. And that's the reason why I always want to be a mentor because I've never had a mentor myself. And I wish I did. So I I struggle more figuring things out of where I want to be. And I still am trying to figure out where I want to be. But I do know one thing is that I do want to help out, whether it's students, my colleagues, my my employees, my, my friends. I always am willing to help in any capacity to boost everyone because we do need that and what i wish for myself is what i want to do with others that's basically what I'm, I'm doing so i feel like that's the same connection that you and i have it's like wanting to do more for your for your area right and for me it's just like whoever i can meet so that's that's really great engaging moments in the classroom so i'm actually surprised that it's kind of the same as on ground and online so thank you for that information.
1: No problem.
0: How did COVID
1: change your life? COVID was really a shifting point. And I think that one day I just, you know, I went through it, I processed it, but I don't think I really thought about the changes that happened subtly. So it was just like waking up and like thinking that, where has the time gone? Like, I feel like I lost time, even though I remember going through it. It's just now that I'm 21, I'm like, I'm 21. Like, that's crazy because what happened to the years in between? And I was going through COVID. And so that changed my life. And then I think also during that time, it was a lot of time to just sit and think, you know, being at home on my computer, taking classes, it was just a lot of time for me to think about what I really want to do. Where do I want my life to go? And, you know, I I realized things about myself, like I'm not really too sure about going to law school or becoming a lawyer. like, that's one of the things that I really have to really think about. And I'm not sure right now on where I want to go with that. And so I just trying to get myself back into the way of life because you know, I think COVID kind of stripped a lot of people of like what it feels to be happy or like what it feels to be social especially social for me like, getting back into the social world was so hard I remember crying um, before I went to a football game and I know it seems traumatic and crazy but I literally cried before I went to a football game because I was in my head about it. I was like, There's so many people I have to be surrounded by people like that's a lot right now. So it was a learning point where you had to get back into being you again. Even though, you know, it was two years, it doesn't seem like a long time, but it was a long time to really test you.
0: Yeah. What did you learn about yourself during those two years? I will
1: say that I learned that I definitely learned to depend on people, I think. During that time, you know, being alone, you realize the ones that are there and stick around, those are the ones you need in your life. And those are the ones that will change your life and stick around for all the bad times. And, you know, during that time, I had my best friend who has stayed by my side. And we actually grew closer during COVID despite not being in person. You know, we were separated, being back at home and we couldn't see each other through that whole COVID experience, but we grown so much closer than before. So during those hard times of any hard times that you go through, just realize those people that are meant to be in your life.
0: Yeah. Isn't it amazing though? We take advantage of the fact that we can see each other and then boom, shut down, the whole world shut down. And that was scary, right? We laugh about it now. But it's it's just I mean, my daughters went through it crying moment, they can see their friends. And it was very difficult time for my family, for sure. And I lost Mm -hmm. my uncle from COVID. I lost three of my friends from COVID. So it's been like a downhill spiral and for me to just put a smile on my face and keep going knowing that that was behind me and during that time it was difficult you're right you will see who you're meant to be for for friends or people that are there but it's so amazing how an an uh, pandemic had to happen for you to realize who the people that should be in your life and shouldn't be what is the most challenging thing for you in the classroom when you're in in school
1: I would say, for me, it's always been a little bit of a focus issue. When I'm really into a topic that's being talked about, I will pay full attention to that topic. But if I find it uninteresting, most likely my mind is going to wander off. My eyes are going to wander off. I'm going to be looking at the teacher, but think about something completely different. So I miss the whole point. And that really is bad for me because I'm a visual learner, so... Listening is already hard because I don't really retain it as much as seeing it. And I think it got worse because of COVID because during that time you know I was on school online and school online, yes, it's convenient. Opening up your laptop from wherever you are. Maybe you just rolled out of bed and you like just open your laptop, get to class, but you know, you don't have that aspect of the classroom setting, so a lot of times you're, like, on your phone and you're scrolling through TikTok and you listen to a le- lesson. And I think that has put me in the this bubble of unfocused. Like, I can't focus as much as I used to before being in the classroom. So, it was like, relearning all of that, relearning how to focus and not be distracted by my surroundings.
0: Yeah. And that's the reason why I think online instructors have struggle because of that, right? It's trying to be focused and not TikTok. So my training usually for my team is have your students do an activity because when they're on activity, they can't be on TikTok because they're going to present it in class. You know what I mean? That's having cool. that activity, having them stay engaged, having them present in class, Uh, forces the student to pay attention because most of the time as a student I'm a student myself I don't want to look like a fool in front of my classmates or my instructor right so I'm gonna pay attention for sure but if those times where you have online where your teacher is just lecturing Yeah, of course, you're going to be on TikTok, you're bored, you're probably on Facebook or LinkedIn texting me what to do next week, right? (laughs) I mean, it happens. So yeah. Uh, How do you stay inspired and to do well in your classes when you're bored? Or, you know, how you like, let's say there's an exam next week, and the teacher's just lecturing about the exam. Like, how do you feel like you should stay focused in that class?
1: Well, it might sound a little vain, (laughs) but it really has to do with my grades. I just always want to have good grades, like the biggest thing that drives me and even the littlest hint of like my grade going down will drive me over the edge. And so I just like hyper focus on having good grades, making that look good. And it's been with me my whole life. Even if my mom wasn't strict about my grades because she knew I was good in school and I didn't need to necessarily, you know, for her to watch me all the time with my grades because I always did good. So it was like she was like, That's my star student, that's my star kid. Don't have to worry about her. And I have that implemented in my head. So it's, I have to have good grades. Having good grades make me feel good. So even if I do get a little bit unfocused, I always look back at my grades and i like, I'm doing good. <laughs> so it makes me feel good. You know, because sometimes you can get in that element where it's like, oh, my God, I'm a bad student. I'm not focusing in class. I'm such a bad scholar. But then I look at my grades and I'm like, but that speaks for itself. So, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Sometimes you're like, well, I'm allowed for this week. Next week, I will focus, I guess. But today, not feeling <laughs> Right, it's just like not feeling. Mm -hmm. That's true. Like that's good that you're you're staying focused because of your grades. And Congresswoman needs to have good grades, right? Yeah,
1: (laughs) I would think. (laughs) I would think.
0: Yeah. What would you like to add to this interview to inspire and, and inform other students and your professors from your perspective?
1: Yes. Uh, specifically for students, I really want them because, you know, I'm in their shoes. I'm the student myself. So I really want them to really know that everyone has their own time and not to rush and stress yourself about the future. Because the only moment we have is right now. And that is the most important moment. If you get caught up in stressing about the future, you miss living this moment. And if you get caught up stressing about the past, you also miss experiencing this moment. You know, tomorrow is not promised. Yesterday is history. Today is a present. Um, so I got that from Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I'm like, wait, that's familiar. Yeah, con- <laughs> yeah, Kung Fu Panda. You know, it's, it's good lessons. It's a yeah. nice, animating movie, but it has good lessons. Yeah. <laughs> and I want my professors to them to connect with our students from this conversation that's what I really advocate for is that connection with professors and students getting to know them more having that connection sharing your story being a mentor because a lot of students like myself I went out of my way to join GMI and to have you as my mentor so I signed up for it it's like a lot of students don't do that So professors is the easiest way for students to get that type of mentorship easily for them because they're already in the classroom so that's that's what I want them
0: to take with (laughs) last tidbit as far as GMI what do you
1: like about GMI I really like about GMI the fact that after weeks of being with your mentor it becomes more natural I think that Having a mentor be over a period of time, it's more time for you to really step out of that maybe uncomfortableness that you get in the beginning. Because, you know, you're with someone that's like, have all these accolades. Like, you, amazing. You have so many different things that you have accomplished. And in my head, when I first met you, I was like, oh, my God, this is a lot. Like, I'm only a college student. I haven't done a lot. So at first you seem out of your element, but having that time of weekly just meeting up, that's great because I know a lot of times maybe students as as they'll reach out to get a mentor and they like talk to them here and there, but you know, having that consistency of week after week after week, meeting up with your mentor and discussing things, like that was the best for me out of that because I need consistency in my life, you know?
0: Hmm. True. And also, it's up to you, right? Because technically, Mm -hmm. it's a free service. And we're putting in time, I'm putting in time, you're putting in time. But let's say if I put in time, and you don't want to put in time, it wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. Right?
1: Yeah, it
0: has to be both ways. So I'm super happy that you're here. And I want to thank you for your time. I know you have studying to do and I appreciate you being here today. (laughs)
1: Thank you. Thank you. Really amazing. And thank you for all your hard work and for being an amazing mentor. Oh, thank you so much.
0: Thank you for listening to my podcast today. If you want to be a guest on my podcast or have questions, email me at levelupbydocleeland at gmail.com. Doc Leland spells D-O-C-L-E-Y-L-A-N-D at gmail.com. I will see you soon in my next episode. Stay connected, informed, and inspired. Until next time.